Fraud number one. Money is the measure of an economy. All economics classes teach the fraudulent notion that the measure of anything in an economy, including the whole economy, is in terms of money. It is assumed that the monetary value ascribed to all things through a balancing of supply and demand is the measure and estimate of what something is relatively worth. All or if not almost all graduates with degrees in economics have been brainwashed into the false belief that money is the measure of all things in an economy. This false belief is among the greatest causes of poverty in the world. In monetary terms, these economists believe that there is no distinction between a ton of steel produced in a smelter or a ton of grain produced by a farmer. From several meals in a fancy restaurant or several nights in Las Vegas brothel or perhaps a half of an ounce of cocaine. To the brainwashed economist, there is no difference in value between the $4 trillion a day that is tied up in currency trades on the dollar, of which only a few percent are involved in the actual movement of goods, than $4 trillion that could be tied up creating jobs and productive activity all over the world. To these economists, there is no distinction made between money used to create physical wealth and money used to gamble on the value of currencies which creates no physical wealth. Today's global gambling casino, the global financial system, is in the thousands of trillions of dollars. None of it goes for jobs other than the running of massive computer programs with which to speculate with and the service economy to service all the millionaire and billionaire speculators. This is one of the reasons that there is increasing poverty and deteriorating infrastructure in the United States. Financially servicing the giant financial bubbles of the global gambling casino takes precedence over investments in the physical economy. One dollar taken from the use in the real economy can leverage between $100 to $1,000 in the global gambling casino. A gain of one-tenth of a percent in a 30-second trade executed by a supercomputer can turn $1,000 into a leverage bet of up to $1 million with a profit of 1,000 times in that 30 seconds. How then does all of this stay afloat? One of the ways is called a bailout. During the COVID-19 lockdown, the Federal Reserve pumped in trillions, which covered the leverage of quadrillions of bets, from which the hedge fund departments of the major banks made their profits. Today, this situation is the major cause of poverty in the world. Yet, to an economist, it is all the same in terms of value. 
there is no difference. Money is the measure of all things. If an economist were really a human being and not a brainwashed zombie, they would all be advocating that governments use their sovereign power to shut down such speculations, as had been done in the past under Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Once one's perception is no longer controlled by the idea that money is how one defines value in an economy, you can start to think about what an economy really is. Some of the basics Lyndon LaRouche's science of physical economy. So what really is an economy? In LaRouche's science of physical economy, an economy is a single physical entity that encompasses the entirety of production and consumption in the ongoing physical reproduction of a society. What this means is that an economy can only be measured by physical standards of measurement. Are the living standards per family increasing or decreasing? Is there an increase or decrease in the productivity of labor per operative in the production of all the goods being produced? Is there an increase or decrease in population? Is there an increase or decrease in the time it takes to go from one place to another, making an economy more or less efficient? Is there an increase or decrease in the production of the basic materials for manufacturing? An economy is measured in physical measurements. What this means is the opposite of the belief that money measures an economy. Rather, it is the growth or decline of the physical economy that measures or defines the value of money or credit. In some cases, the money or credit is circulation is being used to loot an economy, as in system controlled by speculation, thus causing the productive potential to decline. In other cases, the money in circulation is being invested in the physical economy, increasing the productive potential of an economy. In one case, the actual value of the money is being destroyed by increases, and in the other case, the value of the money is being increased by its increase. If one cannot tell by the amount of money circulating whether an economy is growing or not, how does one tell? The proper scientific measure of an economy in physical terms is expressed in the following term the increase in the relative potential population density. This is how one measures the overall conditions of an economy. Is the economy increasing or decreasing its potential to support more or less persons? This is how you measure the overall condition of an economy. Is the economy increasing its potential to support 
a greater population? Or is the economy, such as the U.S. economy has for the last 50 years, been decreasing its potential to support a greater population? In this respect, one can chart the decline of the U.S. economy in inverse proportion to the rise of a global system of speculation that took off after 1971 when the international rules governing trade and currency relations between nations were changed to allow the fluctuations in the values of currencies to be the determination of the value of a currency rather than production. It is after 1971 that individual nations began to lose their economic sovereignty to the international financial system increasingly run by international financial institutions. By 2018, the 17 major financial institutions were managing 42 trillion in assets.